verses 16 through 18, the close of the prologue of John's gospel. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Amen to this reading of God's word. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand through the ages. One of the classic Christmas specials, and I know there's probably hundreds of them nowadays, but one of the classics still is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. For those of you who have seen it, uh, you remember uh, that when they asked Charlie Brown to bring a Christmas tree to the Christmas play at school, uh, when he arrives with uh, this sorry-looking tree, all his friends and even Snoopy, his dog, uh, laugh at him. Uh, We then hear Charlie Brown cry out, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about. And then in a rather dramatic moment, lovable Linus responds, and he says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And then we see and hear Linus as he reads, still holding his precious security blanket, And we listen to him as he recites uh, then the gospel account of Jesus' incarnation from Luke chapter 2. And when Linus finishes, he looks directly at Charlie Brown and he says, that's what Christmas is all about. On this Sunday before Christmas, you may be asking yourself, or others, you know, what's Christmas all about? You know, in these verses, not from Luke chapter 2, but from John chapter 1, we hear God's true words of Christmas grace. For in Christ, God gives us his glorious gift of true grace. You know, and why is God's gift of grace uh, such a glorious gift? Christmas gift. Well, just simply and Lord willing, in a summary fashion, we'll see that God's gift of grace is a lavish gift. It's a living gift, and finally, it's a loving gift of grace. Consider first that it's a lavish gift of grace in Christ. That that word grace is used four times in in verses 14, 16, again in 16, there in verse 17, the only time that word appears in in John's gospel. There's a rich vein of of grace here in God's gold mine. And uh, a good definition of grace, all sorts of wonderful scripture verses about grace. Uh, But here's one. Uh, from Christian author Jerry Bridges. He writes, God's favor through Christ to people who deserve his wrath. God's favor 
through Christ to people who deserve his wrath. In other words, we're all guilty sinners. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We reside in a sin-darkened world, is what we read in the opening verses of John chapter 1. Like Jews, we also do not receive Christ left to our own consciences. We don't deserve God's grace and love. And yet, that's the gift that we desperately need. And so we have these reassuring words, these words of assurance in John chapter 1, verse 16. And from his fullness, from the fullness of Christ, we have received grace upon grace. You know, from the fullness of Christ. It's a wonderful summary expression here for the opening verses. Christ is, is fully God. He is full of life and true light. He is fully man in his incarnation. And he is full of grace. He's not only full of grace, he he is overflowing with grace. So we have all received grace upon grace. I, I love that expression, grace upon grace. The idea here is... We've received one wave of grace after another. You know, God, God doesn't just give us a, a taste of his grace at salvation. God continually pours out his grace upon us. Think of God's daily provision of manna in the wilderness. You know, the manna didn't just come one day. Well, that's got to last you for the next 40 years. You know, God gave his manna each and every day, except for the Lord's day. You know, when we think of lavish grace, there's an account later on in John's gospel where a woman took her pound of costly perfume made out of pure nard, and she poured it over Jesus' feet and then wiped it with her hair. You know, that, that's lavish Grace, But even that pales in comparison to the lavish grace of, of Christ. You know, why can we call God's gift of grace in, in Christ a, a lavish gift? You know, because it's unmerited. It's undeserved. Romans chapter 3, we're familiar with, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But then here the next verse and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You know, in our Christmas hymns, we frequently sing of God's glory and our gladness at Christ's birth. And the word grace is rare, you know, but our our last hymn, we'll sing it after communion, We read the words about God's grace. Speaking of the birth of Christ with the dawn of redeeming grace. You know, let us ever rejoice in God's lavish gift of grace in Christ. Grace for our salvation, grace in our sanctification. We're growing in our love for Christ, growing in our understanding of his love for us. 
grace that gives us the sure hope of heaven. The lavish gift of grace. But God's gift of grace as well as the loving gift of grace. Verse 17 of John 1. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You know, it would be tempting at this point to uh, construct a a spiritual contrast between law and grace. You know, but that's not what's taking place here in God's word. There's a clear note of continuity between God's law as given to Moses and God's grace to us in Christ. Yes, the law were God's Ten Commandments given to by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. You can read about it in Exodus 20, Deuteronomy chapter 5. But, but consider God's commandments as gracious commandments. You know, why can we call God's commandments gracious? Because they reveal God's holy character. Uh, they, they gently convict us of sin. They, they gently point us to our need for Christ. You know, so God's, even God's law is a gracious gift to us. But even better, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You know, God's law points us to our living Savior, even the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this, this is the first time in John's gospel that, that we have a, a name, a title given to Christ, and it's an important title. He is called Jesus Christ. Jesus, as we've already heard, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He is the Christ because he is the, the anointed one, the living son of God the Savior of sinners. So taken together, this is the one that embodies and overflows with grace, Jesus Christ, our ever-living Savior. You know, our family has given all sorts of, of living gifts at Christmas. And your family may be the same. We've given parakeets, turtles, hamsters, puppies, you name it. Uh, But here God gives us the best living gift ever given. And that's his living son, his loving savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. At, at Christmas, it's, we reflect back on the year. We remember loved ones in the Lord who, who are no longer with us. It can be a hard time for many families. And here God gives to us that gracious promise of life. In Christ, eternal life in Christ, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It's a lavish gift. It's a living gift of grace. Finally, it's a loving gift of grace in Christ. Verse 18, 
It's been called the climax of, of these opening verses of John's gospel here, the prologue. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. You remember in the Old Testament, Moses pleaded with God for a glimpse of his glory. And God did hide Moses in the cleft of the rock. Moses caught a glimpse of, of uh, portions of God. Isaiah, as well, saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. We read in Isaiah chapter 6, high and lifted up in the train of his robe filled the temple, crying out, holy, holy, holy. But you remember Isaiah's response to seeing God. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You know, but Jesus, the one who is fully God and fully man, discloses, reveals Literally, the word is exegetes, causes us to know God the Father as we behold God the Son. John chapter 6, verse 46 puts it this way, Jesus' own words. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Jesus has not only seen the Father, but look at what Scripture tells us. The only God, the only begotten God who is at the Father's side, literally at the Father's bosom. His head resting in comfort, intimacy, peace, love. He is eternally in the Father's bosom. And God, the Son, expresses his love for us at the cross so that we could know that sure, strong, saving love. John Calvin puts it this way, For the knowledge of God is the door by which we enter into the enjoyment of all blessings And it is by Christ alone that God makes himself known to us. Praise God that God the Father makes himself known to us through the love of his Son and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He faithfully leads us to the Father's side. Jesus lovingly opens our deaf ears. He places his hand upon our blind eyes. And causes us to see. He he graciously saves us. Encourage you this morning um, to take your bulletin home to reread the scripture portions that were read, even to reflect upon the words of the Christmas hymns that we have been singing. Some some great gospel theology. One of the lines from a hymn that we sing as we are rejoicing in God's gracious gift of Christ to us, why can we rejoice 
words of the hymn as, are as follows. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Don't be disappointed this Christmas. You, you may receive those special gifts that you had been hoping to receive. You may not. But the greatest gift ever given is that lavish, loving, living gift of grace in Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your gift of grace in Christ. Thank you for that grace that saves us from our sins, that grace that daily strengthens us in our walk of faith with Christ. Thank you for that grace that gives us security, assurance of salvation, knowing that we're not saved by our own works, anything that we can say or do. Your grace is not earned, but it's your free gift, your loving gift to us, your beloved children. Father, we pray this morning that you would comfort those who are sorrowing and grieving. Pray that you'd be with the the Carrier family, Andrus family, with others, Lord God. Yes, we do grieve, but not as those who have no hope. You have given us that hope of life eternal through faith in Christ. Lord, we pray uh, this morning... And in these days leading up to Christmas that we would not only be rejoicing in the redemption that is ours, remembering the price that was paid for our salvation and Christ's death upon the cross, but Lord, we pray as well uh, that you would be using us uh, to share the good news of salvation by grace through faith in Christ. Thank you that we can sing your praises and feed upon your word and gather together for worship. Lord God, thank you that you are the God who is with us, the God who loves us in Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.